0: But like, what what do you want people to say uh, about your legacy? And what do you want it to look like?
1: Well, it's going to come in the form of human beings. My children are my legacy. Mm. And when you look at them and you see how in tune with themselves they are and how mm. much, <laughs> how many good qualities they have, that will say everything it needs to say about who I am. And so that's... When I leave my legacy, they're gonna be living beings and that blood that flows through their body, just like Chief uh, Cheropee, Joseph Tafoya, back in uh, 1892, uh, out on the Pueblo Reservation. He was the chief Pueblo. of his tribe. He left that blood and that blood flowing through me, which will then flow through my children and their children, and that will continue on.
0: Hi. My name is Prince Daniels Jr., and I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra, nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the Game Beyond the Game taught that talk as a place for thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now it's time to talk that talk with your MC, Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr. Today we are
2: live talking with former NFL veteran Joe Tafoya. He spent eight years in the NFL with Shattown town stand-up, Chicago Bears, Seattle Seahawks, and the Arizona Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals as a defensive end. After suffering a career-ending injury, he transitioned into entrepreneurship and was a venture capitalist focused on distressed assets. He is currently in pursuit of a sustainable lifestyle, living as a farmer in the Pacific Northwest and an avid outdoorsman. We're going to talk more about that. Please, wherever you are, clap your hands up your feet, Mr. Joe
1: Tafoya. Joe, how are you feeling officially? Man, as soon as I got on with you guys, I was just building a greenhouse. You know, we're like lifting up heavy things, moving stuff around. I'm kind of sweating and tired. And then as soon as I get on with you guys, my energy just changed, man. So I Appreciate
2: you. I, I want to also let you know that I am underachieving. So after this interview, I'm going out back. I'm, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm gonna digging something. something. <laughs> I'm stabbing something. I'm definitely going to dig a hole. I don't know what's going to go in it, but I'm getting busy. I'm going to break a sweat this evening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I Sweating earlier, man. My face is a little red. I got a little, a little gray. That comes with the territory, man. I like gray. it. Rugged, rugged. Uh. Prince, you still got all that black? Are you using just for man or what? <laughs> Call it black magic. What's going man, on, Prince? You, you know, I, I got one
0: little gray beard. I, I, I guess you can't see it. I guess don't pull it lady. out. You know, I'm not gonna pull it out, man. But it's like one <laughs> beard like in the middle, right? <laughs> <laughs> I you got know, the, so, get no. yourself
1: a staff, man. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joe, you know, I'll be there just a little bit Doom. <laughs> <yeah>.
2: <laughs> Yo, absolutely love it, Joe, man, great to have you Yo, so let's let's talk about it, let's hop right into it You know, did you always know that you wanted to be a professional athlete? I guess we'll start with there, you know, taking it back in time Junior high, high school, you know, did you love sports? Did you love the outdoors? Do you feel like you knew in the beginning, you know,
1: kind of what the How the stars would align for you? I've got a huge family, uh, Hispanic. We come from uh, Spain, actually. My, my lineage comes from Spain, and then we're native. And out in uh, the California Bay Area, sports were a big thing growing up. I grew up watching the 49ers, Ronnie Lott, Joe Montana, you know, Steve Young, those guys. So it was a great time to be a fan. And my family really got together under that banner, and we found a way to always be with each other and celebrate and cheer for that team. So, of course, after the game, you know, you go out and you play in the yard and all of a sudden I've got moves. I'm moving, you know, I'm playing with the (laughs) older kids and knocking everybody down. And they're like, Joe, there's something different about this kid. I used to run on my tippy toes, you know, (laughs) and all my uncles would be like, man, watch that one. He's crazy. And uh, then they put me into baseball and first year MVP, um, you know, got did really well in baseball. And then I started you know, getting a little older and then the girls start paying more attention to you. So you want to go in the weight room and all of a sudden I'm throwing crazy weights around. You know, it's like, uh, I'm very blessed genetically six foot four. I got about, you know, 250 ish pounds on me today. <laughs> Back when I was playing, I was like, you know, 255, 260 <laughs> fighting weight. Yeah. I ran a four, seven at the combine, mm-hmm. and, you know, just always been really blessed genetically, yeah. but I didn't love sports. Mm-hmm. My brother did. My, my, all my family loved that I was good at sports. Mm-hmm. And so that kept me in it and it kept me out of trouble as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the Oakland Bay area is not, not for everybody, right. but they, my, a lot of my family got into gangs and drugs. Mm-hmm. And this was my, my mother and my father kept me away from all of that by mm-hmm. taking me to sports and like showing up for all my games and supporting. Yeah. Y- y- you cut out a little bit, Joe. Yeah my brother Mom. was calling me he heard oh, me. okay he tuned into that signal my yo it's crazy yeah right crazy. he's like hey tell him the truth joe. Like, yo i'm watching and uh joe no but yeah again i mean i had an older brother who used to beat me up and so um when i go out to play in the in the games and play with everyone else it just seemed easy you know it just like, seemed easy it's easy yeah. he's three years older than me he used to beat me up so um no i didn't always love sports if you ask anyone in my family they always thought yeah joe's gonna be like a forest ranger or he's gonna be some kind of outdoorsman. i was outside with a stick you know sharpening <laughs> it up trying to chase frogs or whatever it, it, it's
2: funny that again that did not ex- escape you though which we'll talk more about in a little bit i also want to ask and i'm going to throw it to prince what was it you know how important was it for your family to be at those games? Because you mentioned, you know, to keep you out of trouble, they had you in sports and them showing up at the games. How did that feel? Uh, what was it like having them there to support you in that way?
1: You know, the lower income families, they have a lot of pride. And uh, the Hispanic families, you know, the, the ones that I grew up around, there's a lot of pride, a lot of bragging rights, especially mm-hmm. my dad. Right, and right. everyone's like, you know, Joe's the man. Joe's doing it big. And, uh, and they were proud of that. And so mm-hmm. I was proud to be that for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that really drove that, that, that drove me to be successful. That really pushed me to excel in sports. Otherwise, you know, if nobody showed up for me, I probably never would have done it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just seemed like too much. I hated practice, hated people yelling at me all the time. I always wanted to fight everybody. Uh, no,
0: seriously, I'm like like that. Play, that takes a toll on you, man. When people yell at you, and you're not you, not you don't come from an environment of being yelled at, right? And then someone is yelling at you constantly. It's just like, and I'm not able to fight you back. So you know, you get, you, you you bottle that in, and you get angry, and you know, um, and and when you have that platform, you know, you take it out on every person that you think looks strong you know that's weaker than you all of the above no no one has a chance when they're in the same arena with you you know so i'm with you on
1: that bro like I'm, i met prince recently <laughs> we were doing a clubhouse room together and all the things he was saying just really resonated with me in my past life and in my current life and so i appreciate hearing him speak mm-hmm. and we you know we we are of the same mind in a lot of aspects which i don't find very often you know like <laughs> right. we're warriors yeah. you are born <laughs> yeah. a warrior there's no right. getting away from that and when people right. see that you're a warrior they push you in there into the battlefield and that's Ooh, what my family yeah. do. You know?
2: yeah you know that's an incredible point not just to know who you are but then to step into it which is a conversation that many folks don't have to, and the power in being able to understand who you are, where you're from, and what people see in you. Yeah. It helps you become more of who you were meant to be. That's yeah. powerful. And obviously, be able to, wherewithal to to live in that space and continue to grow with it. The, the The other piece is, when did you know, hey, not only am I good on I'm, I'm the next level. I always, you know, we talk about this conversation, especially at a high level. Professional athletes, the one percent of the one percent who are able to achieve at the level that you all do—it's a, a brotherhood and a familyhood all its own.
1: When was the moment you felt like I'm going to be a part of that? Man, you guys are such a good combination of um, thought and spoken word. It's, <laughs> I love this it's <laughs> format. To me, I appreciate it, man. Thank you well so much, together. Joe. Thanks, bro. Um, you know, <clears throat> it seems unattainable when you're at the lower levels. You're looking up at these godlike figures, you know, the the Joe Montana, Ronnie Lot, uh, those type of guys that I grew up watching, and uh, Derek Thomas. They seem it seems like an unattainable goal until you see somebody close to you do it, and then you recognize, wait a minute, that it's not that unattainable. So I was playing at a high school in California called Pittsburgh High. And one of my friends, Reagan Upshaw, went to Cal Berkeley and then got drafted after three years in the first round. And he came back to our school to speak. And he said, Joe, you got it. You can be, you can be an NFL player. And that blew my mind. And then wow. I started having these coaches and all these, this other uh, talent scouts come into my school and like, you know, really paying attention, pulling me out of class all the time. And, you know, during, during the, I think it was the year end speech, my coach said, you're going to be watching this guy play again at mm. some other level and mm. you know that's it just you know you know you know and they'll find you too it doesn't matter how big the school is they'll find you
0: they will find you a <laughs> hey, question so what position did you play when you were in high school
1: i was a uh, mike linebacker my ooh, at okay six three and a half <laughs> <laughs> trying to cover the tight end on the C route. That was not,
2: <laughs> no, not so your favorite no time.
1: <laughs> I was about to say that I would not <laughs> want to see
2: you come through the gap.
1: No, not, <laughs> not, at, not at 15, 16 years old, man. You know, when you're invincible. You do
0: right. will do
1: anything. You will do anything. Hit anything.
0: Man, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead, Stan. Go ahead. Cool.
2: Great. So, you know, these transitions, you find yourself in the NFL. What was the biggest adjustment for you, let's
1: say mentally and physically, once you made that transition? Oh, man, that that was a very tough lesson for me. I had a shoulder injury coming out of college, so I was ranked as the number seven defensive end coming out of college. And then I just dropped, just dropped, and I became a seventh-round draft pick. Tony Dungy picked me out in Tampa. Which, if you remember, Tampa, in those times, the early 2000s, they had the number one defense. Loaded. They were uh, Derek Thomas, Simeon Rice, Warren Sapp, Anthony McFarlane, Marcus Mm. Jones,
0: uh,
1: Barber, uh, uh, John Lynch. These are all, like, legendary (laughs) names. I got there, and there's a syndrome that we've been exploring recently called the imposter syndrome, (laughs) where Mm -hmm. you get to a certain place in life, and you don't feel like you belong. You feel like you're an imposter. Right. That's how I felt. I was wow. like way out of place. I'm looking at Simeon Rice, and this guy is 6'7, <laughs> 265 <laughs> His arms could like touch the sky. He was a long. Cool. He, he didn't have an ounce of fat on his body. After yeah. practice, he would have another practice and then have a trainer come in and train. I'm like way out of my element yeah. here. Right. I don't believe it. I'm watching <laughs> right. Warren Sapp maneuver his gigantic body through these right. bags in a way that no other human being has ever done. And I thought, what am I doing here? (laughs) I never even wanted to play football. Now I'm here, but there's still that, you know, that warrior mentality inside of you that it just keeps you, you driving and pushing forward and slowly you find your place. And Mm -hmm. that's what I did. I slowly found my place. Wow. man.
0: What, what was your routine? Like, man, you you know, like, um, because, you know, first you get into the league and you you're you're observing everything and and now it's like, okay, you observe and then hey, it's time for practice. It's like, ah oh, man, okay, we we'll practice, all right, so let's move. Um, then you get a chance to see them. <clears throat> what was your routine like coming into the locker room? Was it more like was it more like, um, um, I I, I need to continue to study, or was it more like, like I need to take this ball by the horn and 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 you know, get ready because I belong here. You know what? At what point in time did you feel that
1: you belong there? That's a great question, man. Um, I'm I'm the type of person that um, I'll sit back in the back of the room, let the leaders lead, absorb as much as I could, take on any piece of information. I had two notebooks that were just stacked with my personal notes. come in after everyone left and watch film and just watch these guys go. I'm watching them go through the bags so Mm -hmm. that I could look good going through the bags too. (laughs) Not necessarily (sighs) practice. You're not going to get a lot of reps in practice, but you're, you know, they watch in Tampa. They were watching the film of us going through the bags, how your hips moved, what kind of impact you had on the bags, um, hand movement, eye placement, all those little things. So I really focused in on that. Mm -hmm. And when, when I got to a point, where okay joe there's a special team opportunity for you then it was like all right whoever's in front of me i don't care if we're best friends i don't care if it's (laughs) my mom i was gonna do something do some damage (laughs) and that's where you make a name for yourself you know know, okay okay okay, there's something there's a little more to this guy than we saw (laughs) right right, okay give him another shot let's see what he does put Mm -hmm. put marcus jones in front of him see what he does Mm -hmm. then Okay, mm-hmm. let's send him down the field and kick off. All right, let's put him in the game. Right, and just right. slowly, over time, like mm-hmm. a salmon swimming upstream, you just fight your way, man, and mm-hmm. just get find any kind of way to get into the game and hold on mm-hmm. to it. Wow. That was my routine. Bro. Start, start from the bottom.
2: Start yeah. from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> 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 Yo, the, it, you said a couple points throughout our conversation already, and it just reminds me that – Proximity equals probability. As mm-hmm. one there, proximity equals probability. Mm-hmm. You mentioned before, obviously, the support from home. Then you mentioned, you know, the folks you're playing by, the Simeon Rice, the Warren staffs the Lynch's, all those folks. But being close to them and then emulating them, regardless of what the playing time is going to look like, and maybe this message is for those who will never be a professional athlete, but they're in life. Mm-hmm. They're in work. <laughs> They're just trying to find it. How can I find by emulating, by watching the folks who are crushing it, regardless of that opportunity, and certainly for elite pro athletes that are watching this, this right here, you know, building the skills to prepare you for that moment. Proximity equals probability. This is going to be a difficult question, but ask: what's one of the most powerful moments for you? Was there a powerful moment? that sticks out to you uh, right now. I'm going to say in your NFL career that you feel either th- that it made you or
1: it broke you to lead you to making a better you. Wow. That is a difficult question, That's a difficult um, question. <laughs> but, but I want to, I want to address one, one thing is that you always focus on the things that you've done wrong. When you go back, you watch film, the coaches, you know, they get the red laser dot and they pick the, the plays that you messed up on. You know, if you do something extraordinary, they'll highlight that, but not always, you know, and it's, like, expected of you. So when I think back in time and I think back, like, one of the most reflective moments in my life that I, I come back to often, um, I was playing in a game against the um, Philadelphia Eagles. It was early in my career as a Chicago Bear they had just pulled me up from the practice roster and we're playing against Donovan McNabb and uh, our defensive end gets hurt. And so I go in as the backup and I'm lined up against a guy named John Runyon. Now this guy's got hair coming out of every portion of his body. He's cro Magnum, his gloves smell. When he touches you, you just left with that scent of like vinegar. (laughs) He was nasty as they come, man. And I remember going up against him and I, I was tight. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that moment. It was such a big moment playoff game. I was, I was not ready and he punched me right in the face and just slammed me right on the ground. Oof. And I come back to the sideline of my coach out, you're out. <clears throat> and then they put somebody else in and he didn't really do much better, but it was just that single moment that I thought about what would have happened if I would have like clubbed this dude, Reggie white style and flipped him on his head. Who would I be then? What would have happened then? Because I had it in me. You know, I knew it did. Right. But it just was that moment that, sl- that escaped me. Now, I had several other opportunities in which I capitalized on. Right. But for some reason, that one always just sticks with me because maybe it's like a combination of, of the essence of that man slamming me on the ground with the smell <laughs> and the hair <laughs> in the moment, you know. But if I had... it, It changed me in the way that I never wanted the moment to get too big for me anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, when, when you work your entire life to have one of those moments, and then you let it be too big for you, you cannot capitalize on it, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be yourself, you're going to come out tight, you're going to not be able to, you know, showcase your true potential. All right. And that was a tough lesson, man. Very tough because of my my coach. We lost that game, which makes it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> because then you take all the blame. You like it was yeah.
0: my fault. I should have never got slapped like that. <laughs> yeah, it had very little impact on the game. Right, it had a
1: huge <laughs> impact on my life. Yeah, yes. you know, those moments, you've had those moments,
0: <laughs> man. I had those moments all the time man. that's another show, man. I, and yeah, so we, yeah. we're going to talk about that, but man, yeah, I know exactly what you're going through, man. Like, <laughs> you know, what your mindset was, you know, what, what, so at this time, did you have a family? Did you, were, were you uh, any, in type of any relationship? So, you know, My question, I want to deviate from our course and just ask you, like, do you think athletes should uh, be in a relationship while they're
1: playing? I think if you are the type of human being that needs that close personal connection, I think it's Mm -hmm. paramount. I think Mm -hmm. you have to have someone to come home to, to cry on the shoulder, to be your, um, your... beta self, you know, mm-hmm. y- you need to, uh, release some of that, that toxic energy right. in a positive format. If you can't do it that way, mm-hmm. then absolutely not. And I was mm-hmm. in a toxic relationship coming up. Uh, I, I graduated from college in a relationship. Yeah. We got engaged and it was toxic yeah. and we were both bad for each other. And it was bad for my spirit. It was bad yeah. for my career. And mm-hmm. if I could go back in time and fix one thing, mm-hmm. it would have just been, Hey, I, this is the time I need to focus on myself. I cannot focus on you two, and you need to go do your thing. And I need, cause you know, it's not, it wasn't just her, like, you know, <laughs> for sure. Everyone has that crazy ex. You know? right. I, could <laughs> that I could blame a lot, not that myself, that- her, but not everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, like um, great question, li- man. Mm, no, you're welcome, man. Like I, I, I like I like how you said that. Like a lot of people are always blame it on the on the other person, as if they did not, you know, spend time analyzing their, themselves and 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 some of the things they could have improved. So, like that was really a really a great answer because a lot of people we, you know, what we have to understand is that we all go through something in life. But um, whenever you experience it with someone else. You know, it's easy for us to put the blame on someone else and say, yeah, it was you, you, you made this happen. But, um, in reality, it was, it was us. And like you said, if you can go back in time and tell, and tell that person, like, man, I'm sorry, I cannot give you all of me because, um, this is where I am. This is where my focus is. This is where all my energy is. Um. Um, I think they will respect you so much more and it'll leave that relationship um, open to um, to
1: to heal and to to remedy at some point in time. Um, one of one the things comes with age, too. And I'm finally at a place in my life where, you know, I can look back and respect the place that I was in, but mm-hmm. also understand the mistakes that I've made, you know, and yeah a lot of people take these trips and they use psychedelic drugs and they have to relive moments of their life so that they can give themselves ultimate forgiveness. Some people mm-hmm. don't need that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've, you know, it's, it's not one way or the other for me. I just have finally come to a place, you know, where I'm feeling okay about life. And I know that I've made some mistakes in the past and, yeah. and you know, you gotta forgive yourself. Right. Just like That's, the one we were talking about. Yeah. I was it's just about to theater.
0: say it. Uh, just about to bring it up, you, you know, um, but before I do that, what was your coping mechanism um, from, uh, you know, being in the game since you didn't have anybody to go home to? Like, how did you cope? How? What are some of the
1: things that you did? Uh, I drank a lot of, of uh, Jack Daniels. I drank uh, lots of beer. Mm. Went out and partied a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Probably all the things that that you shouldn't do. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> things that really tear you down. Right. Of, are right. not good for your body or your right. mind.
0: Right, 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 right. Uh, drank a lot. Yeah. Okay. Got, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you know, like that's what we do, you know, like we're in a, 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 a violent sport, right? So you either, either drinking a lot, you're either having a lot of sex or you either, you know, on some drugs. Right. And so that's yeah. the way that you cope with, with banging your body up like that. Um, so that, that's good, you know, cause I, cause I want our listeners to understand that um, that everyone doesn't have the same vices. Right. And, we we cope with things completely different, but oh. um, there's no need to even judge anybody because everyone has a vice, and whether and, and it's just like you insert like oh okay well to cope with this. I'm going to have sex or to cope with this. I'm going to do drugs or to cope with this. I'm going to drink alcohol. So n- n- neither one of them is, is better than the other. It's just something that you do to help you sustain, uh, you, you know, longevity when, when, when
1: you're in the game. So it's think- easy to cover those things up too. You know, like oh, life is great, but yeah. that's just not real anymore. And I don't, I just don't care what people think about me anymore. So <laughs> yeah, there's so much freedom. in that it's so liberating
2: to arrive at a place so it must be as you're saying that it's so liberating to arrive at a place where you're like i don't judge me so i could care less if you do yeah
1: (laughs) they're not paying my
2: electricity bill so (laughs) (laughs) and and certainly not having any parties in your amazing venue so screw them I love it. Yo, I, I wanted to say, you, you know, you mentioned something back. So for folks listening and Prince mentioned, you know, everyone has their, their vice. But more importantly, the the PC mentioned like you have to do something or have someone. So for folks listening, watching, coming in contact with this, remember that part, especially if you are elite or you have any desire to operate at an elite level at anything, doing it by yourself. Having nothing to go back to or to pour into, I mean, creates this other this other galaxy of frustration issue. So, and I'd like to this is where I'd like to get into some of your pastimes now, if you will, because you mentioned before we talked about some hunting, talked about the farm. how How did you officially go? You know what? I'm I'm going to be doing some more hunting. I'm going to be doing some farm. Let me get my my farm together, my barn together. Let me do that. How, what was that transition like getting to that point saying this yeah. is what I want for me now?
0: Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, yeah. Okay. Like how did you when did you decide that you want to transition from the game and then decide you want to you want to live this farm life?
1: So, um I've I've been doing a fringe version of myself for a long time where I've owned this piece of property for uh, gosh, like 12 years now. And, um, we've always had animals. I grew up with animals. We've always had horses here. We've had rabbits and chickens and turkeys and goats. And, you know, I got cats and dogs and I'm an animal person and I really enjoy being outdoors. Like I said earlier, I belong with the wild things, but that was not who I was presenting myself as. And it took me a long time up until recently, to be honest with you guys, um, that I finally just accepted that frequency. And when you finally tune into it, you can be yourself and it, it is very freeing. It's like, I, there are people, you know, there are my people that like to do the type of things that I like to do there. I don't have to try and impress anybody anymore. You know, that's all over with. But it wasn't until recently, to be honest with you, that I finally accepted my true self and Mm. have forgiven myself for a lot of things. And I'm allowing myself to make mistakes because in farming, you do make mistakes. And it's a much more peaceful and slow process to be a farmer than a venture capitalist or Mm. someone who's in the startup world or someone that's trying to achieve high levels of sport. So I damaged my body. My body has significant injuries. I've got potential uh, mental conditions, and all of those things I recognize. And when you when you are living a fast lifestyle, and you, you feel yourself making those mistakes, you don't want to be too hard on yourself, you know. And and if I make a mistake here, it's not really that big of a deal. We we can fix it. We can still continue to move forward. And um, I I really feel like you know. This has always been me. I've always been an outdoorsman. I've always been someone who's in tune with nature and is a lover of animals. But I've always pretended to be someone else, mm-hmm. a savage warrior who's, you know, I'm a business mind. I, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not in the that. boardroom, banging your fist on the yeah, table.
1: Like, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know,
2: c- congratu- congratulations. You know, truly, because folks can spend a lifetime and still not arrive at a place where they get to be comfortable in their own skin, and to share that with folks, and do what actually makes them happy, and and get empowered, you know, because the uh, to be yourself is an empowering. I feel like it's a, a superpower to some degree. And then you realize it's uh, I always refer to the Matrix. It's like when you look at everyone else, you go like, No, they don't get it, or they <laughs> or they're 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 missing out on themselves. Mm-hmm. That you know, as you get. In more tab. Go ahead, Joe.
1: Yeah, no, I, I wanted to make a point. And um Please. Do you guys have kids. You both have kids. Yeah. yeah, 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 little ones. So you know, this this has been a beautiful time over the pandemic. That those relationships and bonds that we build with them are yes. strong, and they're just going to last a lifetime. Yes. And and when you can be your true self around your kids, and allow them the freedom to be themselves, also it is such a beautiful thing to see what they blossom into. You know, yes. um, There's no pressure. You don't pressure them to... Nobody's pressuring my son to go play football because he's good at it. <laughs> you know, right, I know right. what that's like. Right, right, <laughs> um, right. I was not that. I damaged myself. It put me all in a right. great financial position. I made a lot of great friends and met you all through yeah, this. It's so sure. been beautiful that way.
0: Man. But- all right, all right. So, man, okay. I got to get my questions in because I'm getting excited. But... Um, I calmed myself down. So I I want to go back to you accomplished some incredible things in the professional league. When did you say, all right, it's time for me to hang up the cleats and, um, you know, uh, be okay with being a civilian?
1: You know, um, that didn't really happen for me. Mm -hmm. I got ended. I didn't end myself. I got ended. Mm. I sustained an injury. A Mm -hmm. foot injury and it required a significant surgery. And when I come out of surgery, the doctor, (laughs) the surgeon, he's looking through my chart. And he's like, oh, it's a FOIA. Okay, you're a football player. Uh, You probably won't be able to jump or run or do any things you used to do anymore. So you might want to consider a new career. Okay, come back in a couple of months. And it was like, I'm sitting there with my wife and I start crying. And I'm like, "What? who am I? I don't even know what to do anymore. You know, I've established this identity around this thing. And, um, it ended for me as mm. quickly as it began Just Wow! done. But I will say that the positive aspect of that is that I didn't continue to chase it. Mm. And I don't feel like I, I missed the opportunity to empty my gas tank, you know, because wow. it was all empty. I was done. It was over cut. Just move on and do something else.
0: Wow, man. You said something that was so powerful. Like I didn't chase it. You know, and and for me, um, that that's what that's what led me to my self identity crisis and my depression was, mm-hmm. you know, it, I wasn't chasing it per se because at some point in time I had a realization after a year of working out at home every single day, three hundred sixty five days of uh, mm-hmm. of the year, and you know, it was that moment I was just like, "Dang, who am I and w- why am I doing this?" You know, because I realized like. The opportunity is long gone. It was probably going about two months into the, the the whole year, but I stayed there and um, I just kept going. And it was a it was this cyclic. Uh, thing where I just couldn't stop. I was hoping that somebody was going to call me. And so I didn't get a chance to hang it up at the time that I wanted to hang it up or leave on my own terms. And so which led me to a depression. Um, And, and, you know, a lot of people go through depression. And and now one of the things that we're really focusing on um, is mental health. Right. And and so I experienced a, a, a great deal of mental health Uh, just because I didn't get a chance to leave on my own time. And for you to be able to say that and share that, like you were able to leave, you know, you you were able to wash your hands and say, all right, I'm good. You know, I'll be okay with just finding who I am, you know, um, after this game is over, just whatever the win may take me. And so now now that you're doing what you're doing, um, um, is there any advice that you would give to someone that's looking to make a transition out of the game? That probably doesn't have the same opportunity as you or has has that same opportunity as you.
1: Yeah. I mean, the biggest piece of advice that I could give someone is to leverage the network that they've built because there are some incredible opportunities when you come out of that sport. When you come out of sport in general Mm -hmm. to dive back in and um, redevelop some of those relationships that you built. You never know. You never know who is in your network. You know there could be a fan who's a, a you know big time money person who might be the right person you need to talk to. If you treat them like an asshole when you're playing the game, that's how they're going to treat you when you're done with it. So it's like my biggest piece of advice is if you want to go back in and um, tap into that that asset that you spend a lot of time building, which is your network, harvest it, develop it. You know, invest in it. Be a good person. Be available. Show up on time. Show respect. Those are all things that you know. That they doesn't cost you money. It doesn't even really cost you time or even pieces of yourself. Just be be a good person, and you watch how that that investment pays off for you in the end.
2: It's like quite simply, respect is the ultimate currency. You know, oh, people.
1: <laughs> it escapes us now, though, doesn't it? I mean, I even still have. The guys that I work with now, I'm the president here in the North for the Alumni Association. <clears throat> I'll set up events for them to show up at a casino, make two, $3,000 just to make a half an hour appearance. They won't show up on time. They're making me call them as their secretary or whatever. I mean, all that time has passed. It's time for you to be... A human being <laughs> you know you're not you're out of the realm of uh inhuman person anymore now you would be a human being and be responsible and respectful
2: yeah quite simple it's uh if you don't mind i think as you talked about you know all the points that you touched on then the hunting and kind of it's always been with you it reminds me of, like getting back to the basics like that's like getting back to the basics, what's important uh, and, you know, wildlife, being an outdoorsman. Knowing now that you've gotten back to, let's say, the original you uh, and that feels good. What's some advice that you would give to the the younger version of you? If you happen to be walking down the street, and ran into, you know, middle school Joe
1: or high school Joe, what's some advice? <laughs> what's some advice that you would give to him? My mother was a very spiritual person. She passed this last year uh, with Alzheimer's dementia. She was a hugely important person in our community. She uh, initiated a program in our small community of driving this trailer full of Indian artifacts, Native American artifacts, to all of the local elementary schools. And she would teach children about um, their heritage or the heritage of the Native American heritage. And I was always so embarrassed. And I look back on that now and what a blessing that was. First of all, that everybody knows me because of my mom, the Indian trailer lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I would say, you know, it, it be yourself, Joe. That's who you are, you know, and and appreciate the hustle that your mom's putting in. Appreciate and and live that passion that's inside of you. You know, she'd take me to Native American powwows. We'd make um, bow and arrow in the backyard. I mean, so that's where really it all comes from, is is that element. And I would spend as much time as I could with her before she passed. Man, thank you for sharing that yeah. yeah.
0: Bro, you, you made me proud, man. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> this is <laughs> a great show. You guys just but, dive it into it, man.
0: Yeah, hey, man, that's what it's make it that way. Yeah, you help make it that way. Yes. <laughs>
1: Prince, any, yeah. any thoughts from you?
0: Yeah, me? you know it, man. You know it, yo yo. yo. I um, I'm gonna
1: question it for Prince. When you're done, go ahead. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Uh, what do you um um? What do you want your legacy to, to look like? What do you want people to say? Uh, when you pass, I already know what I'm gonna say, man. <laughs> it's like, don't you say anything about my bro? <laughs> but no, but like, what what do you want people to say uh, about your legacy, and what do you want it to look like?
1: Well, it's gonna come in the form of human beings. <clears throat> my children are my legacy, mm. and when you look at them and you see how in tune with themselves they are, and how <laughs> much, how many good qualities they have. That will say everything it needs to say about who I am. And so that's when I leave my legacy, they're going to be living beings and that blood that flows through their body, just like chief therapy, uh, Joseph Tafoya back in uh, 1892, uh, out on the Pueblo reservation. He was a chief Pueblo. of his tribe. He left that blood and that blood flowing through me, which will then flow through my children and their children. And that will continue on chief chief or chief chief we got chief, chief. <laughs> <head>. okay. <sighs> okay. what's yours Prince
0: man uh, okay what's my legacy man um the same thing man you know that blood running through um it's gonna come in the form of my children right um but it's also um that he helped impact and evolve mankind. You know, um, and just period, that's it, you know? Hey, um, well,
1: I'll say this, man, in the short amount of time that <clears> we've <throat> known each other, which has been very short, you have already impacted my life. I think about that conversation we had the other day <laughs> often. I'm not even that's lying awesome, to you. I, th- I think about it often that's awesome, because brother. there are few people in life that you come across that will make that impact. And when they do, and, they, and it's a, such a memorable thing, it's burned in there. Right. Um, the the that type of human is the one that will leave a legacy and that will you'll be reminded of that Man. and and just briefly want to touch on it just because I'm, I'm sure people might be curious about it yeah I was about to but. say
0: we got to we got to draw the people in we got to tell them <laughs> yeah uh, so I, 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 briefly, we were in a room and we were talking about uh, reaching your greatness and being in the zone. And so I, I got up and I and well, I got on stage and I started speaking and I was just talking about being in joy and being in love, being in bliss and being in the zone, and all the same thing. And um, Joe and I, we were we were uh, DMing each other on Instagram and he was just like, man, he said, I love what you said. That was beautiful, man. But, you know, like, I don't feel the same way. And he was just like, you know, I actually feel like when I'm when I'm when I feel destructive, I feel like I'm in the zone, right? And w- when I'm angry, and I was like, share that, <laughs> you know, and 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 like so the, the thing was, he didn't understand what when, when I when when I said what I said, it was more like, oh, it's joy, joy. But I I told him, like, I understand that there's a balance between things. Right. So, you you know, everything is not always joy. There's going to be some moments where it's not that enjoyable. So you got to live into that too. So you treat those moments in the same way that you treat the joy, you know, the, the 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 destructive moments and I told him I was like, man, you share that stuff and when he
1: did, I was just like, uh. and you said you said it's one and the same, Joe. Like it's, it's one, one of- in the same. The joy and the anger and the pain and the love, it's one and the same. It's all part of the same thing. And that just really stuck with me, man, and cuz I had not seen it that way. I'm yeah. like I'm like Bruce Banner when I'm walking around, you know, a normal <laughs> guy and everything. But there's a there's a green monster in there that comes out when I need him to. I hate him sometimes. You don't like what he does. <laughs> but but you he, saves, him. You need him
0: he saves you need him because he saves you at the at the right moment, you know. Um, and, and a lot of times, um, like, you know, th- that that was a beautiful thing that I really enjoyed about playing at a very high level. Right, because w- once you tap into your anger, you realize like I could do a lot more, you know, um, and it was a perfect platform for you be to for you to be destructive, you know during that time period, right, and then afterwards, you kind of go and live your life, but then when you come back, you get another opportunity to do the exact same thing and um that that's when you really start internalizing your greatness, right you start realizing like, man, like I just did this and I was angry, you know, so you you, you actually try to make that into a habit and then um after a while it just kind of like fizzles out because anger cannot sustain you to be able to do the things that you need to do in life so you start realizing like you got to get into the flow of things instead of just Mm -hmm. being angry because you know there's a lot more energy um that's that's not driven uh by anger you know that allows for you to get into the zone and so that's what i was just saying it's like it's it's the same thing you know we just learn how to so tap true. into it you know like in a in a way of like cuz you, you constantly have somebody telling you you know what you can't do and yelling at you like you are you stupid son you yep. know it's just like why mm-hmm. you talking to me like that and like am I stupid let me show you i'm a grown man <laughs> now i can i can break your bones right and so <laughs> but but it's your team it's your organization right so teamwork makes a dream work and so you have to comply with the rules in order for you to win a championship. Right. So what if, if that wasn't the, the, the goal, you would be like, coach, (laughs) let me, let me ram this up, you know, take, eat these words. Right. So, um,
1: and you know, there, there was, there comes a moment when you can self reflect also, you know, and it it can come early in life. It could come late in life, but it was like that moment when we were talking, I was reflecting on my life thinking, it took a lot to piss me off. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I got pissed off, watch out. Everybody right. watch out. And, you know, when you're like, you know, that you can't sustain that, you're right. You, you cannot sustain it. Right. You'll be injured. Yeah. You'll do things to yourself and to other people, and it's it can be all negative. But There's a way to find that zone in love and joy and peace, and I find that in nature. And so mm-hmm. that's yeah. where I like to spend my time now, rather than the other way.
0: Man, oh, we, I love it. the, the, the the most powerful word
1: is in
0: because whether it's spelled I N or E N what I realized from my, 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 years of contemplation is like, there's a lot of things that come out of I N and E N like enjoy, you know, in love, in bliss, in the zone, you know, in, in, in nature. Right. So you're in it, you are. In, and once you're in it, you're like, you've had entered into a space, And the minute you become aware of everything that's going on and aware that you're in the zone, that you're in joy, then you're like, damn, I'm living like, Oh, like, does anybody else see this? Like, you know, and, and it's not until you actually talk to people that have experienced that and they share that experience. And you're like, yo, you, yo, I thought I was the only one and it's not It's you know. And so like, dude,
1: all right. The, so- the movie Soul came out recently, and my kids <laughs> and I watched that, and I felt it. Like, okay, you're 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 in your element when you're out in the woods. Yes. And it's not just me; like, other people can feel that way too. Whether they're in the woods, or they're playing music, or they're right. playing football, or they're doing podcasting, like that's the the best version of yourself. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's how I feel like being in the zone is.
2: You know, Ooh, woo! congratulations it's uh it, and you mentioned it, it just spoke to me like you know an angry mind cannot think yeah. so that ability to be able to reflect and hulk it, smash yeah right <laughs> have you have you seen the more recent avengers with the the sophisticated hulk like where he's he's kind of yeah. like he's it's he's great yeah, yes right? it's like that Yes, like that is his his balance. Like I'm good. I, I, now, if I need to do so, I, I can.
1: But I'm good. Well, yeah, and <laughs> in in all honesty, boys, um, part of the reason why I'm tuning out everything else, like social media and like not talking to people, is because I do feel like that weird, incredible Hulk wearing the glasses. He doesn't fit in. <laughs> <laughs> My animals get it. Yeah, Some of they my get, it. get it. I'm like the big, you know, <laughs> si- yeah. sipping the little time worried about breaking the chain.
2: Like to laugh loud, yeah. maybe I don't know. Whatever. It's like, am I weird? Am I weird? Yeah. <laughs> well, who cares? Yeah. Who, ca- man, yeah. it's amazing. It's funny. Again, as I said, it's uh, sometimes you like, the light bulb goes off and you go, man. And for some folks, when you do arrive at that moment that you've arrived at, and uh, as we continue to, sometimes I just hope that other people find that
1: for themselves too. All right. And it's a that's lie, a, man. yeah, it's, man, it's such, a, bliss. It's such Look, a, man, a relevant thing.
0: We got a comment. We got a yeah. comment from Cedric D. Edison. And he said, after experiencing hyper-masculinity at an elite level, suppressing a lot of things, what advice would you have for young males that are navigating their journey of being
1: a man? Ooh, that's a great question, Cedric. I can't wait to answer that one, Prince. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like that pass. You sure you
2: were a quarterback? That was a good (laughs) pass. (laughs)
1: little option. Hey, I,
0: i'm gonna lateral <laughs> this back to you,
1: <laughs> you No, know, i i will answer this because um it's there's this weird expectation for you to always be masculine and always be the man mm-hmm. and and you know joe's oh, been to the mountaintop he's seen what it looks like let's go back there right you, you don't always have to be that You know, you can, there is the alpha and the beta and the omega, and there's like different versions of yourself that you can be and still flourish. Mm. And it's hard to, it's hard to express to young men that you don't always have to be the man. Now, some, after it's beat into your head for so long and you're at a level where you expect it of yourself and other people expect it of you to back away from that, it's not an easy thing to do but you can do it mm-hmm. and it comes with support support in the form of people who trust you and you trust them and that um, they believe in you and in your journey and what the things are that you're doing. And when you get to a place where you find somebody that supports you, you treat them right. Yo, Yeah. That's
2: br- the brilliant, simple, but real last statement too. Mm-hmm. You find someone that helps you support. She believes in you treat them right. Treat them right.
0: Love I hope that helps, Cedric. Yeah, most definitely. It, it should. He should. He should leave a comment. But like, yes, that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll say, you know, um, my, you know, meditation. Right? Is I always talk about this. Like, if we can start teaching our children this at a younger age you know, just learn how to, to, to spend time with themselves and just be with themselves and, and, and not be so fixated on being entertained, then you they, they will find gratitude and appreciation in the boredom and being bored, you know, and then once you can find gratitude into that or in that, once you come out of that boredom, everything around you becomes alive. And you're like, wow. And so you start appreciating the small things which build your character. And when you do that, you know, when, whenever you enter into uh, uh, an, an arena with all these gladiators and you just you, this, this hyper masculinity um, space, what happens is you realize and remember who you are because you took the time to spend time with yourself at a young age. Yeah. And so that carries over into your adulthood. And when you see other people, other men losing themselves, you know, because they feel like I, I gotta, I gotta live into this, you know, this masculinity. I'm a leader, and you know, because what happens is when that, and when that, that leader meets his match, he's like, oh, you know, he starts doubting himself. Mm-hmm. And the man that has spent time with himself never doubts himself because they know, you know, mm-hmm. they don't put themselves in a position where they cannot win, right? Dude, I and, like that so much, and it's and, and, and so. And so um, it allows for you to, to maintain a level of balance. So, yeah, just practicing um, um, uh, uh, a practice of meditation, whether it's just like one minute a day, two minutes or three minutes. It's just something that uh, keeps you calm and allows for you to stay, you know, spend time with yourself because we don't spend time with ourselves after our adolescent days, you know, years. Oh, right. It's like so true. Once that, once that time is over, boom, like now you're, you're looking for companionship, you know, oh. within someone else and like someone to, to, to champion you, you know, as you go through this journey. But when you kind of, when you consistently check in with yourself, you'll be like, man, you actually cool. Okay. All right. And, and you stop. You're being so hard on yourself, you start telling yourself what you cannot do and you start telling yourself what you can do. And when other people tell you that you can't do something, then you, 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 you remind them, but like, hey, that must be you because okay. I don't feel like that. So I'm going to keep moving
1: forward. So that's my oh, answer. That's great advice, man. <laughs> man. I mean, it comes with age, man. All right. I
0: hope we answered your question, man. That's awesome. That's great.
2: Uh, absolutely powerful. And to be able to operate at different levels of you, that was an amazing point. Both the, the combination, both answers are absolutely amazing, and to know because just to know that you don't always have to feel like again you are the the alpha in some kind of situation or the you can just operate in being the chameleon of you and stepping back, being observant, okay, seeing how things work and move. And the ego plays an interesting trick on us as well. You know, the ego exists for a reason. The ego exists to keep us alive, make sure that we're okay. It's going to keep us smart. Our brain, you know, wants to keep us alive as well, which is in in part the ego that will tell you, hey, relax. It's not worth losing everything for. Hey, you can't win this. You should probably (laughs) step back. Hey, relax. And so, Sometimes we fight those instincts and find ourselves in compromising situations. Yeah. So understanding that the the ego sometimes is not your amigo, but ultimately knowing that, <laughs> that, that pride is expensive and yes. be willing. I, I love that combination wow. of both those answers.
0: Oh, you got some bars, Stan. I've been working. I've been a great listener too. I've been working.
2: your amigo, man. I never heard that was, but that was <laughs> nice. Appreciate you big time. I've been working on some new things over here. <laughs> no, Appreciate understand. you. Yeah any any final thoughts man thank you so very much Prince any final thoughts you know um, we get ready to close
0: no man just keep being, just keep letting your light shine like no man cuz you like you have used your spirit whether you know it or not to inspire me to continue to keep doing what i'm doing man and oh, so good, man. you know just for that bro i, I, I we never played together you man, know but up, like man, really man Dangerous. Uh, dangerous and, you yeah. know like somebody like you you know definitely Right, right, you know? Like, I I would would love to meet you in the hole. ah, So we can just, you know, you gain that mutual respect right away. Like, oh,
1: okay, Mm -hmm. that was... I've already had enough concussions, (laughs) though, bro. Yeah. (laughs) If you could just go low, well, just go, I, do it, I I know am I, you are, Prince. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm no, no, played with your me. energy once or twice in my life. <laughs> definitely come across you some other in some other dimension somewhere. <laughs> we've, we've encountered each other. somewhere. Most
0: definitely, man. But no, I just want to say the super proud of you, man. I love what you're doing, Thanks, man. man. Like, too. um, um, I I want this this friendship to to grow beyond this,
1: man. So, well, listen, you know, I'm in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. This I'm, is the farm. You bro, can come out anytime. Me, me we'll and the family are
0: coming. Let's we'll do go it. tune in, we'll go fishing, whatever. Man. Man, let's do it. Me and the what's wife doing? and the kids, we are coming mm-hmm. out there, man. So um, going for you, man. Man, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm loving that. We're gonna be there and be like, Stan, what's up? What you doing, man? Listen <laughs> <Stan.
1: laughs> to right. all of our
2: stories. I, I appreciate exactly. it. I will out man, I'll man. definitely listen.
0: Stan, <laughs> I just wanna read what, what Cedric said. He said, Thank you all for showing up, being vulnerable and transparent, showing oh, and man. sharing love with the world. Someone out there needed y'all's message today. Oh man, we appreciate that's you so much. Beautiful,
1: that, man. Beautiful. Man. Thank man. you, Cedric, for sharing that. Joe, yeah. any final
2: thoughts from you, man? Joe, anything um, you want to leave us I've, with?
1: I've heard the term vulnerability more recently than I have um, maybe my entire life. And wow. maybe that's a, a message that's coming in in my frequency that maybe I need to be a little more vulnerable and start telling people, you know, the the real what's going on inside because we all share those same experiences and um, I'm definitely going to start doing it more. And you too, I want to encourage you to continue the show and Prince continue to reach out and uh, connect with people and share the message, the yin and the yang, whatever it is that you're telling people, whatever it is that you told me, it just stuck, man. So just, I encourage that.
0: I will, brother. I will. Thank
1: you so much
2: many many thanks and uh you missed the role vulnerability uh and in its simplest term for those who are having a difficult time trying to understand what that word means and its simplest definition that i can that i can give it's like be willing to put the weight down mm. whatever that weight may be physically literally emotionally spiritually economically mm. being willing to put the weight down Yo, this is this has been amazing, amazing, and absolutely thank you, Joe, for taking – you've had a long day. You've been building, killing. Yeah, i got to get back to thank it. You. Thank <laughs> you so very much for joining us, taking time out of the day, for sharing your story and being so transparent. For those of you all watching, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the Prince Andrews Jr. YouTube channel, and you can join us here next week on Game Beyond the Game Facebook Live every <laughs> Tuesday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's been Stan Pierce II. second I already First, appreciate
0: you all. y'all. Y'all have right. a good one, man. All right. Peace. All right, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.